Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. We're back here on the Investor Coaching Show, Paul Winkler, along with Evan Barnard, talking money and investing. You're on a roll, Evan. Just keep, <laughs> just keep on, man. Hey, well, you know, when you're talking about investing, why do people invest in the first place? To make money. Mm-hmm. And when you make money, what typically is going to get s- snagged out of that a little bit to go to the government? Taxes. We got taxes. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there was an interview that was uh, from Morningstar. Ivana Hampton was interviewing Ed Slott. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's IRA kind man. of an IRA guru, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. Uh, this doesn't happen too often. Okay. But I was totally unaware of what they were interviewing him on. And Was he aware of what they were? He was aware. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That's what counts. <laughs> he might have sent him the, He might have sent him a note and said, hey, let me come yeah, on the let show. Me, let me tell you about but, this. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, our, we keep our ears pretty close to the ground, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, Ivana says the IRS issued a memo uh-huh. about non-grantor irrevocable complex discretionary spendthrift trusts. Oh Lord, <laughs> NICDS. Yeah, I'm like I was like, wow, that's a new one, which is a good thing that I wasn't aware of it, frankly. Um, and so here's the deal: is uh, oh, this, so so this is a new some way of getting around. Tr- this is taxes. a way to get. Uh, trust income exempt from taxation. Okay. If you follow this complex set of rules for this NICDS, I'm not even oh, going to try to use man. the words again. Oh, man. Yeah. And so here's the deal is- I had a dime for every scheme that I'd heard over the, the course IRS of my career. The IRS has actually, their general counsel has actually come out with a press release mm-hmm. because there's a lot of attorneys and accountants on TikTok- promoting this as a way to remove trust income from taxation. And, and yeah, are you trying to tell me that there might be some bad advice on TikTok? I'm thinking it could be possible, it's Paul. In, <laughs> it's within the realm. It's within I mean, the standard, well, you know, two standard deviations of advice <laughs> you go. on TikTok. Well, if you want, <laughs> you want to figure out what mental illness you have, that's a great place to go because right. you'll find somebody with something, and then you can diagnose yourself. Yeah, so, yeah. And so, what what's happening on on me. TikTok? And this is, you know, this has happened in direct mail in the past. It's happened on social media. This this just happens to be in the the uh, you know the the world of TikTok mm-hmm. is they these attorneys and accountants come on and well code section four oh two dot one says we can do this, but they don't talk about dot two and dot three that say, you know, only if it's you Thursday and you're <laughs> tall, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and then they'll have another snippet. Well, you know, four fifteen B says we can do this. But they don't talk about 415C that says you can't. Yeah. And so they build this really strong case for this new complex trust. That and their attorneys, exc- they should really, you know, right. be right on the and, ball. Well, yeah. and they're, you know, 
there are supposedly attorneys. Elite? They could be, you know, Eastern European. Oh, who knows? Yeah, voice people. You know. But but I um, saw I saw the same thing. You know, just historically oh, sure. of things. You know, just yeah. things that sounded really good. To me. And you know, who doesn't want to listen to hiding taxes from trusts? Well, who typically is interested in hiding taxes from trusts? High net worth, right? Sophisticated, you know, right. people that have trusts and a lot of money where and i deserve the best legal advice yeah Yeah. i want the cutting edge thing Uh and so you know it got so bad and the irs was starting to see this being implemented Uh that the general counsel came out and basically shot this thing down and said you know you're getting half the story and this is not a legit thing we are you know aggressively going after it Mm -hmm. and you know it's kind of the if it sounds too good to be true, as Ed's quote was, it right. probably is, you know. Well, it's it's interesting to me that people were actually trying to implement those strategies because you yeah. would then it's just you would think that they would maybe look into it a little bit more. They're high net worth people that they would get the best counsel. Right. I mean, it's not really surprising, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, you would think exactly. Wow. And uh, so that, you know, that's um, just because you're, quote unquote, sophisticated, high net worth. And of course, you know, we don't really think any investor is sophisticated that's trying a lot of this crazy stuff. We just talked about several examples today. But uh, go with long term things that, you know, go with benign strategies. No one wants a law named after you or your kid. bias. You know, or uh, it's, it's attribution some, bias for one. I, you know, if I'm smart in one area, right, 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 I think right. I'm smart in other areas. That's a, yeah, 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 exactly. At, attribution bias. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Um, and you know, so that's kind of some bad news. But that's just I mainly bring that up just to be aware. If you're starting to search the web for that, uh, run and hide would be the uh, the short answer there. Yeah. Um, and then there was an article. It was kind of interesting. I get these questions from clients every once in a while. I would imagine you do too. Hey, I've been at this company for quite a while, mm-hmm. and I've got this offer for a lump sum for my pension instead of taking the monthly benefit because mm-hmm. whatever, they've been bought out. Mm-hmm. They've decided to clean up their books and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so there was an interesting article, and the main point of the article was just here's the considerations that this author took to decide, hey, is this a good idea or yeah. not? Yeah, it's a very common question. Yeah, yeah. and you know, it, in his case, it was a forty-four thousand dollar lump sum pension, mm-hmm. or should I keep a four hundred twenty-three dollar a month monthly benefit that starts when I'm sixty-five? And he was about forty-five or so, mm-hmm. you know, give or take. Well, here's, you know, here's the things to consider. Is my pension so large that if something were to happen, would the Pension Benefit Guarantee Association actually cover my pension? Or is it small enough that, okay, yeah, I'll get the benefit even if the fund goes under. Mm -hmm. And in his case, his benefit was low enough. It's under the seven grand or so that PBGC covers. And the other was... Do I think I'm capable of investing the money mm-hmm. well enough that I could get more out of that over time than my pension amount? Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting. The author at the time said, you know, I'm not comfortable with my investment skill. 
mm-hmm. and I was looking at my social security amount, and this would be another guaranteed income. And so I was inclined to take the pension benefit mm-hmm. instead of the lump sum. Then he looked at inflation and said, well, you know, <laughs> uh, you know and that $423 I, and I'm, I'm, I'm is running the numbers be as you're doing 600 this. bucks a month when I retire, you know, mm-hmm. and he went through this. Uh, and what I typically find, the, uh, his numbers were a little bit higher, so I questioned some of his math. What I typically find in I, these— I'd be curious to hear what his math is because I ran the numbers here, yeah. and I'm curious what you come up with. Well, I— Or I what ty- he came up I with, I typically find that if you get about a 4.5% up to maybe a 5% rate of return— Internal rate of return. —on a portfolio, most times you're going to beat the pension benefit— by taking the lump sum. Mm-hmm. Uh, just when I crunch the numbers. Now, interest rates have really changed, and mm-hmm. so lump sum numbers have fallen off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I haven't done any of those recently. But where he came down, and then you can share the numbers, mm-hmm. was I can't leave my pension to my kids. Mm-hmm. And if something happens, I can leave the lump sum to my kids. And and that becomes and a lot more there's, there's important more to people as they get older. There's more stuff that factors into financial yeah. planning yeah. than really most people think. No, I think that's a really good point because I find that people as they get older, you know, you have these books out there. Yeah. Uh, die with your last check bouncing or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I have a few of those clients. And, you know, I, I'm spending my grandkids and my kids' inheritance. You know, so you, you hear that kind of thing. But I, I find in reality people's frame of reference changes as they get older because they start to think legacy. They start to think leaving something, leaving something to be remembered by. I remember, you know, just my grandfather, that was a big deal for him. Uh, My parents, it was a huge deal for them. And, uh, you know, it was just they wanted to do something that would be a legacy. Uh, and, you know, some people only do it first just for charities. It may not even be your kids. It may be that you leave something and you... You know, want uh, to leave it to some, you know, school or charitable or, or, you know, a church or somebody, something that was important to you. So that becomes really important. But I, I just took your numbers. You said 440000 right? 44000 44000 Was the lump sum offer. Oh, I thought it was 440000 No, $44,000. Okay. And so it was four twenty three. I thought it was four twenty three per month. Okay. It is 423 per month at age 65. He was going to get 44,000 today. Oh, okay. And uh, he was around 45-ish or so. Okay, so he had 44,000. So you got about a 20-year period that this money is going to right. be invested at. Yeah. And then at at some and then it's going to kick off 4 423 bucks a month at Per month at age 65 is what's going to happen. So it's going to kick off a little bit over $5,000 is what you'd look at. You say, okay, so how much is it going to kick off? About $5,000 a year. And then you go, okay, so if I had a rate of return, uh, let's say bonds are paying somewhere in the neighborhood of, of, um, well, you just had the Social Security COLA that just came out. Right. I don't know if you noticed that. It was 3.2%. Yeah. Yeah, 3.2% is the new COLA for Social Security uh, cost of living allowance. That's the inflation increase that's going to happen with Social Security. So I look at that and say, well, what if bonds that I invest in have a 2% return above inflation? And that wouldn't be unusual historically for about 2% return. If you're looking at Treasury bills, you'll hear me say like 04 
Mm-hmm. But if you're taking a little bit more risk, you're going longer term bonds, it might be 2%. So let's say that it's about 5.2% rate of return is your internal for your bonds. And you're looking at age 65, maybe a life expectancy of 20 years. Uh, you know, so how much money would you have to give me right now to give me a payment of that? You'd have to give me about $62,000. Okay. You know, so it would be somewhere in, in today's, day. in future dollars. Right. Yeah. Right. So you'd have to give me about $62,000 and for me to say to you, if I were an insurance company, you know, if somewhere in that neighborhood, if my internal rate of my return in my portfolio is 5.2%, you'd have to give me 62 grand in order for me to guarantee that I would pay you 5,000 yeah. approximately. Okay. okay. Just to use a nice round number. So now if we say, well, here's the deal. You got $62,000 is the ending account value. Right. Over a 20-year period, right? And you got $44,000 is what the value is today. So that's the present value of it. The future value is going to be 62 at 65. What would be the internal rate of return over 20 years? It would be about 1.7% rate of return. Right. It's horrible. Yeah. And if if you – let's just – and I, I don't know if he was exactly 45, but – uh, let's say he was, but close enough. I think the yeah. point of this of this but, is just this is how you the, do the calculation. Yes, yeah. And even if you just use a rule of thumb and say, okay, seven percent. I've got twenty years, so let's just say it's a seven percent growth rate on the port on a diversified portfolio. Mm-hmm. That means it doubles twice mm-hmm. before he gets to sixty five. Yeah, and so that forty four goes to eighty eight. No, you're one hundred seventy seventy six. Yeah, you're about one hundred seventy. And you can spin 000. off eight thousand mm-hmm. a year instead of five thousand a year. Yeah, and I think that but is. You have to point. crunch the numbers. You can't just like go with your all of these things. Interest rates affect it. Mm-hmm. You you literally have to crunch it each time. Yeah, I think, and this is it. So th- these are decisions that you make not in a vacuum. You do it with. Right. You know, knowing a little bit about market returns, what the portfolio is invested in, PBGC numbers, you know, what is it going to be guaranteed? Is it not going to be guaranteed? Uh, you know, and I've had stories about that yeah. before that I've told. Where, is my spouse aware of this conversation? Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. So the spouse has to sp- sign off on it. Yeah, sure thing. So a lot of things to uh, be aware of. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. You want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there. And if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.